What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Free Flow Friday, a time-efficient episode where we discuss popular topics, current events, and the latest and greatest in health, fitness, and mindset. Today, I welcome four-times CrossFit Games athlete and co-director of athlete development at Invictus Fitness, Holden Rethwell. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, buddy. Stoked to pick your brain and kind of introduce this new chapter that you've been embarking on and had incredible success on early on, which is what I mentioned there at the end, co-director of athlete development, man, like you've been crushing it so far. So before we dive into your story and your conversation, share that with people like you've been kicking ass in that arena. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been it's been a lot of fun working with uh, working with Hunter and then hopping in that the whole Invictus Athlete program and, and taking a lead role in that. But just to give people a little bit of context, you've had incredible success in the world of competitive sports. You played football, basketball, baseball, then transitioned into playing college football at Central Washington University. Like, what does some of your athletic background mean now that you're in the coaching arena yeah i was never blessed with being the most like physically talented individual i'm a i'm six feet tall so i'm not not even i'm I'm below short by basketball standards and same thing for football i wasn't an overly large individual i didn't i was on the team at central i didn't get a lot of playing time i was i played on special teams a little bit here and there but that was a fun four years but like i said i was never gifted with being the most physically talented but one thing i always did have was a good work ethic, and uh, I always tried to, to outwork everyone. I love that answer, and it's very true in how you live your life. What was your introduction to the weight room early on in some of your competitive endeavors? Yeah, honestly, my dad got me going to the YMCA when I was a kid. We'd go up there pretty much every night after school, basically starting in like fifth grade, we'd go up, we'd shoot the exact same routine on the basket and then we'd go and he would lift and I would just dink around because I didn't know what I was doing. I would just follow what he was doing. And so we would do that pretty much every night. And then as I progressed into middle school, we started training at the school a little bit more. And then by the time I was a freshman in high school, a couple of buddies and I, we were pretty much daily getting up, going into the weight room before, before class if we could basically just trying to work out as as often as possible and that kind of just carried on and like I said I was never the most physically talented but I think I was instilled a really good work ethic from a young age and that just kept going I enjoy being in the weight room I enjoy pushing my limits and seeing what I'm capable of and yeah I carried on through college and then after college I was just working out at Anytime Fitness and living in a town where I didn't really know a lot of people basically just working out sleeping repeating and uh, I remember texting my mom one day. I was like, I think I want to try this CrossFit thing. I tried it one time in college. We just we went to a buddy's gym that he had just opened, and we were like, Yeah, we'll try a workout. And I remember it had just kicked my butt. And then yeah, so I texted my mom. And she was like, Are you sure the gyms are usually pretty expensive? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, but it's on ESPN. Like I could do that someday. And she's like, Yeah, okay, buddy. And then fast forward six, seven years now, and we've been on ESPN, and and it's come all come to fruition. Very cool, man. You mentioned the the concept of wake up, work out, go to work, sleep, repeat, living what you and I would probably describe as like the slow death of monotony. <laughs> and in 2014, you came down to the Invictus Athlete Camp. You you had already obviously been doing CrossFit for some time. You were pretty good at it already. You started to meet some of the people within the Invictus community. 
How did you ultimately take the leap to leave your comfort home up in Washington and come down here to sunny San Diego? Yeah. So I, yeah, I started doing CrossFit and then after about six months or so, another couple and myself, we ended up buying the gym that we were there. So I was co-owner of a gym up there. And while I was up there, they had actually gone to the athlete camp when it was in Marysville and they had met CJ and the crew and they started following the Invictus programming. I was like, oh, I'll jump on. I, I want to compete. I'll, I'll try that out. And this was still really actually pretty early into doing CrossFit. I think I'd only been doing it for less than a year or so. And so, yeah, I started following the competition blog. And then as a Christmas present, my business partners at the time, they had bought me a ticket to San Diego as well as a, they bought me the athlete camp. So I was able to come down. They paid for everything. I came down and was just like, this place is awesome. If you mm -hmm. want to be a competitive athlete, this is where you got to be. And chatted with CJ a little bit while I was down there. And he was like, hey, you should come back down train sometime. That's when I had met Karen. I met Ricky, Ricky Moore back when he was, was still here. And so yeah, I became friends with a bunch of people. I think you were at the same camp as me. I think Gage McDaniel was at the same camp and now he's married to my sister. So it's, <laughs> it's crazy how that all came full circle, but yeah, met the whole crew. CJ invited me back down for, uh, to train sometime. So I think I came back down after regionals that you came down trained. And while I was down here, he was like, Hey, have you ever considered moving to San Diego? And I was like, well, I'd love to, but like, it's expensive down there. I, I can't just move. I can't give up my gym. I make a, a decent living. And anybody who's ever owned a CrossFit gym knows that it, you're not breaking the bank by any means, but I was getting by, no problem. He was like, all right, give me a little bit of time. I'll figure something out. And he called me a little bit later and he was like, hey, I have a job for you if you want it, but can you be here in two weeks? And me, I'm like, okay, let me figure it out. Basically that two weeks was me selling my half to my business partners. They were like, dude, you got to go. You got to take this opportunity. Like you have nothing holding you down here. And in Yakima anymore. And so yeah, packed my bags, packed my car and my mom and I drove down to San Diego and she, she dropped me off like a kid at school and was like, all right, see ya. I love it, man. And little did you know, four years later, a little longer than four years later, yeah. but you would make the games four times, three on team Invictus and once as an individual. What does it mean to you as you self-reflect a little bit on your CrossFit games success and the humble beginnings of saying, Hey, I'm going to be on ESPN one day. And then literally living that finishing on the podium in 2019 with the likes of Sam Dancer and Team Invictus X and Christy Ermo and that whole crew. As you self-reflect on that, what kind of comes to mind? Yeah. It's just crazy how the journey has been. My, my goal basically from the outset was like, I want to make the CrossFit games and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. I was blessed enough to be picked to be on the team in 2016 with you and Hunter, who's helping me run the Invictus athlete program. And then 2017 rolled around. I had a couple things go my way and I was able to go compete as an individual. So I got to check that off the box. Individual is never really something that I had a ton of aspirations for. I always enjoyed the team aspect. I was a team athlete my whole life, and it's just more fun for me to push other people. And then it was actually 2018 that we finished on the podium. Oh, okay. uh, 2019 was a 2019 was an interesting year. That was the year I got married. I went on my honeymoon. I came back with basically a week to train, and then we went to the games. So that was a fun that was a fun year. We but we got to travel the world, and yeah. I got to do so many of these things and meet so many people. I met my wife basically through CrossFit because her sister worked with us at Invictus, and it's just it's awesome when you take a step back and see okay this competitive outlet really led to so many more things than just competing. Yeah, along the way, you opened so many doors, and now you are the co-director of athlete development here at Invictus Fitness. So you're running the in-house Invictus athlete program along with 
Hunter Britt, and you've had some incredible success. You got a team last year that qualified, and then this year we just finished up Granite Games. You had two teams there, and one of those teams finished first on the podium and is headed out to Madison for the CrossFit Games. When I say those things, what comes to mind? Yeah, it's just, it's awesome to see that I can still have a direct impact in this. It's a sport that so positively affected my life. And now being able to take a step back from the competition side, but still impart some of the knowledge that I gained, some of the experiences that I had on this younger crew that's coming up through through Invictus uh, right now is, it's been a blessing. It's really fun to see all these kids that are, they're hungry, man. And it's fun to work with them. And it's fun to watch people that are willing to basically put their bodies on the line just to see what they're capable of. For sure. Where do you pull some of your programming inspiration from? You and Hunter do such a good job kind of gap filling one another. It's a nice yin to the yang. There's touching on different energy systems. There's so many different strength progressions that work so well. You guys are obviously updating this program pretty consistently based on feedback and trial and error, but then simultaneously, like, there's some magic mixed in there. You guys get very creative and very innovative along the way as well. Yeah, and I think that just comes with, like, Hunter competed for a long time as well, and he he comes from a little bit of a different background as far as strength and conditioning. He was training over at Conjugate, did a lot of West Side stuff, so he brings that knowledge into the picture, whereas I come from more of a traditional strength and strength and conditioning background with my football, football past life. And so the two of us just combined together, and like you said, we gap fill one another in our different, uh, I guess, philosophies or the styles that we enjoy training. In all honesty, if you're not enjoying the programming, then if you're not enjoying the workouts that you're programming for your clients, if I don't, if I make a workout and I'm like, this, I'm iffy about it, then I know they're going to be iffy about it as well. But if you look at a, if you look at a workout, it's like finishing a book. If you get in the flow, you can crank out workouts and you're like, man, this is awesome. This is great. And if you get to that point, then you know that, okay, if I'm enjoying this, if I'm really liking my final product here, then I know that people are going to enjoy this as well. And that's the philosophy that we put into our programming is it has to be fun because if it's not fun, nobody wants to do it, okay? But it still has to get work done as well. And so we just pick each other's brain and flip back and forth as far as who's taking the lead on certain weeks and things like that. It's very cool to see how you guys continually innovate and upgrade your styles there. And you also do a great job. You're a big advocate for mindset. You like pushing yourself to the edge. And Hunter does such a great job with emotional intelligence behind the scenes. You're more tough love then he sneaks in behind the scenes and kind of gap fills some of that as well. It's not just on the programming side. How does that kind of operate within your guys' flow? Yeah, it's a, I guess you could call it good cop, bad cop. I'm very straightforward and blunt with a lot of the way I do things, but ever since having my daughter, I've learned to become a little bit more compassionate towards people, but I'm someone that's just, if you just put your head down and work hard, things are good things are going to happen. And like you said, Hunter is a lot more compassionate. And so we, we touched on the yin and the yang. We feed off each other from that aspect. And it creates a full circle of what these athletes need. For sure. It's fun to watch because if you were Mr. Compassionate all the time with managing the egos of some of these really highly respected good athletes, they're going to try to walk all over you. And so you do a great job as well managing emotions and handling controversy that you know is inevitably going to come up throughout a season. We see it with the Warriors. We see it with high-level NFL teams as well. How do you have the skill set or what advice would you give to other coaches that are managing the egos of very successful athletes? 
Yeah, you just gotta you gotta read the room. You gotta know your athletes. You gotta know your individuals. And this comes back from coaching the group classes. Everybody walks in. They've got a different story. They've got a different life. They're at a different place in their life, place in their day. And it's the same thing when you're working with competitive athletes. They're just a little bit more driven from a competitive standpoint. But it's just all knowing knowing who you're working with, what they're what they're like, what what's going on in their life, all of those things. And if you if you take the time to to actually care about that stuff, then you can create a good a relationship that's built on trust. And if your athletes trust you, then you can guide them along how you see fit. Again, each athlete is going to be a little bit different. So you got to know, okay, what who responds well to what? And those things are just so important. And like I said, it's all just built on a level of mutual trust and respect. Totally. You've done a great job understanding which buttons to press through my humble observation. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a button pusher for sure. It's um, impressive. I am, to, I am to not observe. afraid to talk a little smack and push people to their limits. I dig that, man. Not only have you had tremendous success, but you're also navigating ever changing obstacles that CrossFit HQ likes to throw our way, whether that's changing rules, changing the season from that sanctional model back to more of a regionals-esque model with quarterfinals and semifinals. And then simultaneously, the leader of the troops, or at least on the programming side of things, has changed. We've got Adrian Bozeman kind of leading the way there, but then most recently we had the announcement of Dave Castro coming back, probably more on the affiliate side of things, but exciting nonetheless. What are your thoughts? Obviously, Dave played a major role in your competing days. What are your thoughts on the changing landscape within CrossFit and them bringing Dave Castro back? Yeah, I think uh, I think change is always a good thing. We'll have to see how this year goes. Dave was so dialed in all the time and love him or hate him. I really like Dave. He was always super cool to me and he loves hunting and doing things like that, which is my passion. And I like Dave. I was bummed to see him go. But at the same time, like change is inevitable for everything. And I think he even mentioned he was planning on heading out the door as far as running the CrossFit Games goes anyways. And so we'll just have to see how the season goes. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be unique for sure. And it'll be definitely different not having such a, a charismatic figure at the helm of it. But I think you can't. You can't jump on one bandwagon or the other until you see what happens with the change. And then as far as them bringing him back, I think that's, I think it's a great decision. I think that's, if you look at, if you follow him on social media, things like that's where his passion is helping the affiliates. And he is CrossFit to the core, like the true methodologies, the original principles of CrossFit. Like you can tell that he preaches that he appreciates that and he cares about that. And so them bringing him back in a more of a affiliate leadership role, I think is a good decision for the brand and for the company. Totally. I'm really excited to see him back out there and yeah, I want. I, I don't, I guess well. I don't really know enough about what the role is going to be, but I think that when you talk about CrossFit, like his name is attached to CrossFit. And so it's just weird to have this like, essentially cold turkey cut tie scenario that that had originally uh, popped up. So I think them bringing him back and mixing him back into the fold, I think is a good thing for CrossFit in general. Totally, Especially all the OGs that have been around forever. Sure. Since basically I was in middle school. As we look to wrap things up, man, there's a lot of notable names within the coaching space. We're seeing Justin Kotler from Underdogs, obviously Matt Frazier over at HWPO. Everybody knows Ben Bergeron and Shane Orr. We're seeing training think tank. And somehow we see this little consistency boat that's always floating along in the conversation, which is Invictus. 
they're not always at the top of the conversation, but they're always there. They're always present. You always got to be aware of them. And in the past, the conversation was always around our founder, CJ Martin. But now we're seeing you and Hunter kind of float to the surface a little bit and gain a little bit more notoriety. What does that mean to you to be named with some of those really prestigious names that have a pretty successful track record so far, but you're not too far behind in, in your start thus far? Yeah, it's awesome. It's a blessing. Invictus has done so much for me. It's truly a family down here. So being able to represent that name both as an athlete and now as a coach, I've, I've said it multiple times. It's just awesome to see it all come full circle. CJ laid a really good foundation and then Tino took over the role for a little while and now we're stepping into where Tino was. And if we can just keep that tradition going, so I, you can hear my daughter smashing on the door. She's saying, I love yelling it. Dada. Yeah. So things like that, that all happened because of Invictus. So it's cool and it's truly a blessing to be at the helm of what we're doing, continuing the solid tradition that we have here is both a gym and the community for sure man you just wrapped up your second father's day and uh, i want to get you back to playing playing dad but what does that mean to you to be able to share this experience not just with your daughter but also with your wife as she just took on her very first granite games yeah and you, you know, know she's it's kind in of the competitive a, world now it's a family affair and after we finish up finish up granite games she was on the unconquerable team this year after we finished that up, I just, CJ always does like the post talk, post competition talk. And he was actually with his kids this year because Caden was playing in his baseball championship. And so we're this like new young blood of, I've got a, I've got a really young daughter where CJ was at that six, seven years. So I just thank the whole crew. It's, this wouldn't be possible if people weren't so willing and so adaptable with having Peyton at the gym. She's there every day with us. We call her Coach P, man. She's there. She loves the kids. She's giving them high fives when they're done working out. And it's just, it's great to see how this has like truly molded her as such a young child. Like she's, I'll come home and she'll be out in the garage with her fake barbell, like mimicking what the kids are doing at the gym. And every day we'll get up and be like, hey, do you want to go see the kids today? And she's she's just, she's excited to go and do these things. And it's just so cool in a world where kids are stuck glued in front of a screen. Like she wants to be in this fitness space and she wants to do what her mom and dad are doing. I talked about it before, but it's truly a family environment and a family atmosphere. And that goes basically from the top with CJ to his mom, to all the athletes that, you know, that are so great with her and willing to let her kind of run around while they're training. And they're just, they're so good to her and it's just it's been awesome to to see and it's and we're just yeah we're truly blessed. I'm so proud of you man as a friend as a training partner as a colleague just watching your evolution has been so cool and I really appreciate you making the time and stepping away from family to share a little peek behind the curtain with the Invictus Athlete Program. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun year so far, and we got a few more weeks of hard training till we show the world what this uh, this squad's made of over in Madison. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good year. I mean, we've got uh, we've got high expectations and aspirations for this crew. Absolutely, man. We look forward to it. And once again, guys, if you enjoyed my conversation with Holden, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. And this concludes another edition of Free Flow Friday, a time-efficient episode where we discuss popular topics, current events, and the latest and greatest in health, fitness, and mindset. Until next time, guys, thank you so much, Holden. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.